I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, have a good day today, and let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, I must know that I'm not a doctor psychiatrist. If you're starting to diagnosed with autism, please see a physician, at least based on my experiences. I'll start on the right to the intro and outro. They're found on ytmp3.com and www.soundboard.com. I also have a mission statement I'd like to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities don't have to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some people I like to thank. The outstanding Jeffrey B. Matthews is someone who everyone should check out. Mr. Matthews is converting his CPA services to ABA CPA services since he has a daughter who has low-functioning autism. This implies that he will aid in the establishment of ABA clinics. I appreciate you contacting me. It was wonderful to meet you. We previously assisted the incredible Jolene Redox as well. In 2008, she and two other social workers formed New Impression, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. After leaving her position as a supervising children's social worker at the Los Angeles County Department of Children and Family Services, New Impression offers assistance to anyone battling cancer and works to lessen the stigma attached to mental health issues. We were thrilled to offer her board starting guidance. I'm thrilled that we were able to assist Jolene and would be happy to help anyone else who wants advice on how to start a board from ARAR. Also, we had our second book reading. Thank you, Ryan Bruce and Steve Jawiski for additional advice to my mother in C105. Meet my mother for more information. We are so near completing this project that I will soon be able to publish our book journey. ARAR is ecstatic. And since the last episode, I've been on several podcasts. I was on the Three E's podcast with DJ Ming, Navigating the Spectrum podcast with Michelle Portlock, Everything F podcast with Monica Callahan, along with her co-host Asia, and Loyalty and Friends podcast with Loyalty, also known as Cassandra Mitchell, along with her co-host, Eric Allen and Larry Pennington. These are all amazing podcasts to listen to. Now, folks, we're right back. We're hearing an ad from the bar on Maryland Ridge, so let's get to it. There is a hidden gym in eastern Greene County, folks. Fowler's Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge Wedding Barn. Autism Rocks and Rolls is very proud to tell you about our friends, Perry and Renee Fowler, and their place of business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Bloomington, Indiana, and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 5347 South Green County Line Road, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The property has numerous picture locations, including several rolling fields, antique tractors, red and rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels in which to have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family-owned and operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It's the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking out pumpkin hay rides, a corn maze, and a petting zoo. Call the Fowlers today at 812-327-4895 or 812-325-6022. All right, folks, we're back. And yes, please check them out because you'll definitely hear the words I do at this wedding barn. Now, today, we also have a guest with us, a very special one, who is actually also my uncle. We call him Uncle Mike, and he is the proud father of three lovely children and now a brand new Brisa grandpa as well, who he very loves. So let's get to know him a little bit. Uncle Mike, how how are we doing today, my friend? Doing great, Sam. How you doing? I'm all right, my buddy. So my first question is, what does having a nephew with autism mean to you? Well, Sam, you're you. I mean, when you was born, I loved you then. And then when I heard you had autism, I didn't love you any less. So I think that you're a wonderful person. I mean, you learn there's some times where you kind of 
have a meltdown or something, and it's hard to get you back under control then. But other than that, it's, it's wonderful, Sam. Well, I'm glad that you think that. And it's been a long journey, but I think that we all get there in our own ways. We get to the path of success somehow. What were your first thoughts when you learned that I had autism? Thought, oh boy, here we go. And then I started doing some research about it, seeing what it was, and still loved you the same. So it didn't really affect me any too much because I still loved you. Well, I mean, it seems like a lot of things don't affect you, if that makes any sense. You're pretty much roll with the punches. I try. Ask my kids that and they'll probably tell you no because I'm kind of strict sometimes, but yeah. Maybe not everything. Maybe not with raising your kids, but a lot of like things outside of parenting. Yeah, I try to roll with the punches. It's the the best way to do things, I think. Now, in your opinion, Ken, how do you think my brain operates based on your observations? I think you're very like a step-by-step person, almost like you have to have a, a script in front of you to do things. I mean, if something goes off a little bit, especially when you were younger, you couldn't handle that that great. But as you're getting older, you can handle when things don't go your way. I'm a lot better with that, but then... I'm still like, okay, if this means a lot to me, it's going my way, period, it ain't changing. But there's a lot of things like now, I'm like, okay, whatever. I know when I set my time for today to meet you, I want to make sure I was here at time. I didn't want to be late, didn't want to call and say, hey, I can't go there because of a car or, you know, it's just something would happen. I want to make sure that I was here for you. And that's what we all need, just being there for them. I mean, I bet your kids were probably the best some days, but you were there for them at the end of the day. You and Caleb. My, my oldest son were a lot alike when you guys were younger. You both were really hyper. The autism didn't bother me because you guys were both so hyper. You guys kind of mirrored each other a lot there when you were younger. Right, and we still do a little bit. We're a lot laid back, but I think the hyper part was because of the ADHD I have, too. Yeah, he does, too. So Works out both ways. <laughs> right. Now, what is the most rewarding and the most difficult part about having a nephew who is on the autism spectrum? The most difficult part was when he was younger, when you wouldn't go out and do much things, it seemed like. What was really rewarding for me, as you got older and in high school, I lived at the high school because my daughter was a cheerleader and my son was in the band. It was really rewarding to me when I started seeing you go to all the games and basketball games, really going out there and putting yourself out there really made me proud. It wasn't easy to do that. I mean, I didn't do that a lot. That really changed during like the sophomore year. That was when I was like, okay, I can probably have comments to go and mingle with the big group of people because you get me with people I know well, we do great. But put me with some people I don't know 100% who I don't trust. And that's a little bit of a different story. I was proud of you for going over your fears. What advice would you give to other uncles that have a nephew with autism? Or any condition, really, if you think about it. Be patient and know that their parents are raising him and they can use some help too here and there. Just love them. I mean, they're no different than your own kids. They're no different from anybody. Everybody has their quirks. And child with autism is no different. Of course, you might look and be like, eh. That's kind of funny, but you know what? What's killing it if it's not harming anyone? You know, your galas that you have and your events you have, my heart's so full when I leave those places by seeing your friends sing and your friends are all there and your acquaintances. They're just really special people. They really are. They got been through a lot as well. And even though some of the friends I do have, I mean, you've seen some of my friends, they're low functioning, but they've been through so much and they're doing so well for themselves. I tell you, Sam, they work three times harder than the average person to do the simple things that we take for granted. And that's why I have such a big heart for them because I think that they're so courageous. From a personal standpoint, what's something I do not know about you? I cannot spell the life of me. When it comes to grammar, when I was a child, I was in a motorcycle accident. And I, was, I had a concussion. I woke up in the hospital, didn't really know who my mom was for a good couple hours. And then things started coming back. But from fifth grade down... I really can't remember too much. And that affected my spelling because that's when you learn how to spell. I can't spell some of the easiest words. 
Well, and for the listeners, see one one three father and son chat. But you're like my father. He's not the best speller out there either. He's really? sometimes he's like, "Hey, is this the correct meaning?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, it's the correct meaning. You spelled it good." But I understand his point and your point because that is when you learn and you're learning the basic skills. I mean, did the concussion? I don't say change your learning style, but change you in any other way from education wise, person wise, or I'll say I was a little bit more cautious on motorcycles That's <laughs> after the accident. But the first thing my dad did was after the accident, he came and picked me up on a Honda Goldwing motorcycle and drove me around on it. And that scared the crap out of me. But He's more... like, you know what? You're conquering your fears. Get your butt on that motorcycle. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, how are your interactions with me and someone that's not on the autism spectrum different? They're not too different. You, you go to people, you talk to them, and then you just see who they are. I mean, I talk to people at work and you kind of get a feel for who they are and how they talk and how they want to be talked to. I talk to somebody who's you or someone who's, who's autistic and you just talk to them like, like a normal person and then you'll start seeing how they want to be talked to and how they, but most of them are really lovely people. I mean, who have autism, they're really likable. Well, that's the good news that you think that and that is probably the biggest thing we want. So what you're doing is part of the solution is trying to interact with us on a human basis level. Right. Don't talk down to them. Don't act like they're irrelevant because they are relevant and they just want to be talked to normally. Is there anything I have taught you about having autism? Taught me to be kind to people. You've taught me to be patient and you've taught me just so much about just who you are as a person. Again, you're autistic, but you're so much more than that. You're a loving person. You're a wonderful human being. We all think the world of you, Sam. Everybody out there who meets you just loves you, Sam. I mean, that's what I want. I mean, apparently niceness is the way to win and that's what I try to do. Now, you are blunt, too, but we love that, too, about you. Oh, yeah, I'm not afraid to tell you, like, this is baloney. That's another episode for the listeners, see 102 Honesty versus Bluntness. And the reason being is, I mean, you may have heard this one before, but they mean the same thing to me. To me, they mean the exact same meaning. I was raised, honesty is the best policy. But are we contradicting that lesson a little bit? No. I mean, some people are more tactful, and you just... <laughs> blunted out like I'm losing my hair on my top of my head and you just look at me eh, Uncle Mike you're uh, getting a little thin on top and I'm like <laughs> yeah I am Sam yeah but hey we all love it who it's we are. comical man it's who we are we love it let's say for example you met someone on the street who was autism not me but was just having a tough time. How would you give your assistance to someone with autism? Well it'd be dependent on their age. Can't go up to being that I'm a older person. You got to be careful with who you talk to, of course, but you just want to talk to them and and see how they're doing and be respectful to them. That's all they really want. They just want to be respected. Now, some people don't want to be talked to. You can respect that too, but just be kind to them. That's my advice. That's all you really can do. I mean, the kindness is appreciated to everyone. I think that's what wins, and hopefully we can keep progressing on that because I think in the year 2022, that's part of the reason why this podcast exists, and this podcast needs to be taught that because, man, I've seen some mean people out there and just some mean aspects of the media too. Definitely some mean people out there who can be mean on a computer. Or just for the heck of it. Or just someone's feelings. I've seen it with my kids, with people bullying them. I mean, you see it with you. I mean, you see it with everybody. People are jealous. All right. So this is my opinion on you. So based on observations, you're a very supportive person. You support your kids. You just love them for who they are, like we said before. And you seem interested in what everyone is doing. But what I mean by this is you can fit in with anyone else about a golf game or a motorcycle or something that you don't know about and completely pretend you do know a little bit something about it. And I'm not saying that's bad. I, I like that about you. I ain't gonna lie to you there. But what surprises me is you're one of the most very, I don't want to say 
Wyatt, but reserved people out there, which means a lot of your family members, to be blunt with two, they're loud. One of your daughters is loud. <laughs> your wife is loud. And one of step-granddaughters is loud, but not you. And I'm not saying that's bad. And even with this one, like I've noticed, instead of like blandly telling us, like, guys, we'll tell you, put your phone down. You're like very softly and calmly. So my question is, who taught you to be very supportive and do what you can do, but also be kind of a reserved person and keep quiet and just listen? Well, my dad was really quiet and reserved. I mean, he was a really quiet, observant person. So I learned a lot from him and my mom. I mean, my mom is one of my best friends. I learned a lot from her as far as being, she's not quiet sometimes. She's got a very loud voice, but she's very sweet. But I'd say my dad. Want to tell us some life lessons you learned from him? Now we're on the topic of him. Other than be quiet and shut your mouth. No, he wasn't that way. He was just quiet himself. Very patient man. He had a great life. He had four great kids. We all have our flaws, but we all loved him very much. So he was just a really... A great, wonderful man. Now, since I described you, how would you describe me? And you can let this out, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I describe you as a great person. Likes to shoot off fireworks, 4th of July, no shirt on. Likes to be in the creek on the hot days. Loves the hot days. Loves being in the creek. And you love being with your cousins. You love being with your love being with with those guys, and you love being in the creek. You love being outside. And the outdoorsy man who isn't going to say the hunter, but is the guy who's like, all right, I can enjoy the outdoors and just take in the sunshine. Yeah, you, you love it, and you love your family. That's the way I was raised, man. Family's yeah. number one. Right, and it shows in how you are. You're very connected to your family. Now, we'll wrap it up here. These are just for fun. So what is, like, your paradise meal or favorite food, and why is it your favorite? Chicken wings. Yay, now you know what we're talking about. Buffalo chicken wings. Even better. I love I love some B-dubs. I love some uh, buffalo. Oh, yeah. Oh, buffalo's the way to go. The hotter, the better for me. <laughs> yeah, I used to be able to do really hot. As I get yeah. older, not get so hot much. anymore. Yeah, it gets, yeah. It gets to me nowadays. The I understand, I but I'm like, I understand that because I'm like, like, the hotter, the better, but who knows what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it won't be like that anymore. <laughs> well, hopefully you keep on enjoying it because those are some good food. They are good food. And you like the boneless in or the bone in? I'm. I'm bone in. Bone in. I like the bone in. How about you? Boneless, but if I, the bone in is there, it's there, and I'll do it. I'm not very picky on it. As long as there's chicken on it, I don't care. <laughs> I like the boneless if they're honey barbecue or some kind of barbecue, but the hot stuff, I like to have the bone in it. So Now, what is your favorite movie or TV show, and why do you like it? Favorite movie? I like the Marvel movies. I love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man since I was a child, and I still love Spider-Man to this day. It is a good one. My favorite is probably the... Um, Iron Man or the Hulk? Oh, the Hulk is wonderful. And they did the Hulk very well in the movies. And the Iron Man, I mean, he was a small character until he came out that movie. And then they just blew up. So Iron Man is pretty cool. Really, Iron Man is pretty cool. But there's a lot of good aspects to each character. I like that they make their way of stand out. But I'm starting to like these unique characters like Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. So am I. They're doing really good with those characters there. And I'm looking forward to the DC reboot with James Gunn. I'm looking forward to the Green Lantern. I, I love Green Lantern in the DC universe. What's been your favorite vacation you have ever taken? And why did you enjoy that vacation very much? Favorite vacation would be... Hawaii. I've been there twice. I went there with my siblings. I loved it. And I took my children there and I loved it even more because I love my children. <laughs> I love my family, but I really love my children. We went, we went there during the well season and heard wells underwater. We went scuba diving also. So it was just a wonderful vacation. What part of Hawaii did you like? Did you like the ocean? Did you like when we went the dolphins or? 
We liked the ocean. We went up on top of a mountain at sunrise and saw the sunrise on the mountain, and that was gorgeous. He did plan on going there this um, summer, but with Dad's not the best knee, it was not going to be affordable at the time. But we're planning on getting there in the future. You will love it. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, Like I said, the heat, the hot, the better with wings, the hot and better with the weather, too. (laughs) Right. It is the same temperature year-round, and it gets dark about 6.30 every night. It's kind of bizarre, but it's wonderful. Now, are there any good memories that you want to tell our viewers about? If you do, why do you remember that memory the most? Now, I'd like to end with a good memory and a funny memory that made you fall on the floor, and both can be with your family, Branson, with whatever, your wife, your call, you want to answer it, my friend. A good memory was my oldest son, Caleb, my only son, Caleb. He lives in Switzerland right now, so we went there to visit him this last winter, and we land in Italy. We get on the train, and the first train stop we get to was the first time I've been out of the country, and I'm 51 years old. So I go outside and just step out there, and I'm just taking in everything because I'm in a new country. I'm just taking it all in, just enjoying myself, and Debbie and the kids come outside. What are you doing out here, Dad? I'm like, ah, enjoying myself, kids. <laughs> And they're like, what does that mean? (laughs) I know, right? That was an enjoyable memory. And then my funniest one, one of them would be when Lauren, your cousin, was 14 years old. We went to Kings Island. Her and my mom, Mammy, and my, my mom and Lauren and her friend went to Kings Island during Haunted Festival there. And we took this haunted train ride. Train broke down, quotation mark. And the girls, her friend goes, I ain't getting off this train. The train's not broke. So we laughed about that. And then we got off and started going down the haunted trail. And these people started coming out. And Lauren and her friend got so scared, they jumped out of line and started running across the whole place. <laughs> and, and of course, once the people in, in the costume saw what they were doing, they started just like swarming them. And they were screaming. And me and my mom were laughing so hard, we just dang near peed ourselves. But um, that's probably my funny bit. There's another one with Lauren we can make fun of her. With you told me in passing, but I remember it, and I can just imagine. So as we know from us, we like hot. <laughs> Lauren doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't too do too well. Think one night you had beat up unintentionally. She thought she was eating honey barbecue or something like it that. It was mild. I mild. Was mild. Well, she takes a bite. She's like, man. That ain't mild. And then she looks on the box. Oh, it's the wild. She no like, wonder why I'm sweating. She ate like two or three of them before she saw that they were wild. So, yeah, yes. that is a good memory. And I'll tell you, though, with the amusement haunted stuff, I'd probably be running around, too, because there's a point where I hate it because after a while, it's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Right. But then after a while, it's like, okay, it's annoying. Right. Enough is enough. Right. Like, we've had your fun. Go bother someone else. <laughs> right. But their job is, and when they smell blood, when they smell somebody who's scared. I mean, when they sense it or they hear it, it is just, it's just on. So Yeah. But after a while, it's like, you had your fun. Right. You need to leave me alone now. Let me enjoy my time with my family and let me ride these roller coasters. Right. Well, at King's Island, they have these trails where you, so there's only certain spots where they scare you at. And we was just at a spot. Mike, I think that's all. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close off? No, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. And, and wonderful talking to you, Sam. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much. <laughs>